This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Go. <laughs> Say it. Say it. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Mean it. Say it again. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Oh, not sexy, like real. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Nailed it. We made it this far. We hit the button. We hit the button. That's, and that's all, really? That's the, the that's the high point of this episode. That's when we hit the all that we I started at the same time. <laughs> What's going on, dude? Uh, what is, so we're on, what are we at? Sunday? Sunday after Thanksgiving. I don't fucking know. Well, we, it is. I'm telling you it is then. <laughs> we decided to have, uh, well, you have a cup. What, what are you drinking? What are you having? What was that? Mm-hmm. What did you just do? As a little... Uh, did you just send a, a fax? Little, uh, what happened there? <laughs> what? I'm slurping. That's me slurping. Really? I'm slurping up some bullet it bourbon. It sounded like you were sending a fax. <laughs> sounded like the paper going to the machine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, having a, I'm having a craft beer, Dave. Oregon. Oregon's got oh, its yeah? claws in me. Oregon's got its what, uh, what dirty kind? hippie claws. Silver Moon. What do you, what do you, it's Silver Moon okay. Brewing. It's an Imperial IPA. It's called Maui Wowie. I bought it because it's called Maui Wowie. Hmm. And that's where I'm going for Christmas vacation. It does not taste like Maui. It tastes it always it always tastes like the basement of like someone in the upper peninsula of Michigan. It's, okay, it, hold on. Let me break that down. The basement of someone in the UP. Yeah, it all it always tastes Me. like a, a craft beer always tastes like a musty den. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I always get uh I I always get hints of fertilizer. Yeah, you get it tastes like <clears throat> ammonia and cow shit. Isn't that what you said about A1 sauce too? Yeah, a little bit. I wonder if there's an agreement. That's, that's like kind of my go-to reference. Well, but like how like how cilantro wigs me out always tastes like soap. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something. Although, I'm going to put this to you, Dave. Mm-hmm. A beverage that is uh, basically like barbecue sauce. What about a cocktail? What? Dave, barbecue cocktail. Oh, okay. I gauntlet, see what you're saying. I thought you were. Down. I thought you were about to name one. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I like what you're doing there. Well, bloody mary you know, with a hint of barbecue sauce. That or something with mezcal already Me- kind of smoky. Mezcal's already smoky. I am. Yeah. You know what? I I've been doing the the fried eggs on top of the stuffing thing because it's the only time I get creative Dude. is around Thanksgiving. Now I'm now I think I I'm so- uh, Bobby Flay. I was so proud when I saw that picture. I was like, "Thank you, buddy." Look at my look at my boy growing up and I'm, flying on his own. I made a food. 
I'm made of food. <laughs> that is a great idea, by the way. I overcooked the eggs. Way I did go. it again today. Way overcooked the eggs. Really? Well, eggs are tough, man. You got to be careful with the eggs. Oh, it's like a... Uh, very little, very like little I, margin of error. Yeah, it's like my plate was the goal for disc golf. That's what I felt like I was eating. It's rough. Ah, <laughs> uh, so you overcook it. You didn't get any of that yolk running down. No, I beefed dressing. it, and that was the end of the stuffing, too. This mm. this is what happens when I try and cook two things at once. Like all like I see uh-huh. I like I make eggs good one day, and I'm like, you know what? I can do two things at once, and I may as well just light the whole kitchen on fire when I do that. Because that's what <laughs> things turn out like. I'm not uh, multitasking. That's the challenge of cooking. Yeah, you gotta be able to multitask. I'm not not never was good at it. Why am I starting now? Man. I mean, I know I fancy myself a good cook now, but there were times in my cooking career where I really bombed. I remember when I first learned to work the grill at Outback. I mean, there was a couple of months where they were like, what the fuck is this idiot doing? But it's challenging. Like, you get like 15, 20 different steaks on the grill at the same time, and you got to know, A, what's what, and then B, what's each steak's temperature, and then, okay, that how long's that one been on? No how long's way. that one? I mean, it's... It's really difficult. No. Like, hats off to line cooks, man. That, just imagining myself in that position is a panic attack. I mm-hmm. had that joke about, like, what if I had to be a truck driver backing into a loading dock in a city? Oh, yeah. Which, uh, shout out, I'm a, I, I owe a shout out because I got off the road. Shout out to Michael Burling, who made me a mirror with the word champion, acid burned into it as a gift. He And he is a nice. truck driver, and he's like, totally, yep. That is a nerve-wracking situation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. shout out to Michael Burling. Um, right on. Uh, but yeah, that like that idea, like what you're describing right now, almost a panic mm-hmm. attack just thinking about it. Yeah, it was really overwhelming at first. Like how the fuck is anybody supposed to keep track of all this shit? And the good ones just learn. It's just an instinct. They just learn how to – they just got all these different internal clocks running. Godspeed. Crazy. Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't think about that when you think about, like, oh, my order was wrong. Like, look, like take maybe take yeah. a look at how busy the restaurant might be and just be like, yeah, everybody should – we should allow everybody a margin of uh, – some margin of error. Mm-hmm. That's why, like I said before – for airlines. If, uh, Any mistake? <laughs> fucking oh, – fucking furious <laughs> at you. If you're a uh, – if you're a patron of uh, like DoorDash or Postmates or you know any of those delivery services, uh, and, and you're a repeat customer to a specific restaurant and you enjoy the food, feel mm-hmm. free to uh, shout out the kitchen staff in these special instructions. I just feel like that might make somebody's day. Like, oh, look at that. Instead of a modification, it's, it's a compliment. Thank you. Yeah, man. That's cool. That's a good idea. I get, uh, yeah, we know who's yeah, assembly. I do that. And I guess it's that weird it, we're in a weird place where like those like apps are terrible for the businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then because times are tough, people need to work for those apps to make ends meet. So I want to be like fuck those apps. Mm-hmm. Go get the food yourself. Mm-hmm. But then I want the people that are struggling to get paid. It's not easy out there. Yeah. I got no clear answers. It but, is not. But we're trying to have a joyful Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, by the way, this is a Boogie Monster with Kyle and Dave. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, that's us. Uh-huh. And I want to say happy post-Thanksgiving to you, Dave. Thank you, buddy. I want to find Likewise. out how it went. All, the, all these beers I'm drinking are 8.6 BT dubs. Ooh, 
watch out now. Eight point six by the ways. And uh Boy, that's, that's now that's I realize double. I went out last night and I got tuned up. Really? I removed myself from the bar at midnight at low noon. <laughs> it's like, you know what? You can just go home. And then I had a I had a fun you know, I I, f- I missed fun lift ride. I know we're kind of back now, but I had like a fun lift ride where I was by myself and I was drunk and a gal drives. She's like, I was like, whatever you want to play, go for it. She's like, oh, I like the song. I'm like, well, let's just turn it up. Don't remember what the song was, but when it's like, give me some new music. What do you like? And I just want to, let's have good vibes the whole ride back. Mm-hmm. I, love being nice. the, I love being the passenger in a car after a few drinks. Yeah. I've been the driver more often than I would mm-hmm. like to have admit. Yeah. Well, I got a, I got a couple receipts for that. <laughs> Ten yeah, it is liberating. For that. <laughs> it is fun to know that uh, I have no responsibility tonight in terms of uh, driving or, you know, anything in that yeah. realm. What do you got? I like that. So first off, did you? How did your Thanksgiving go, Dave? It went. It went great, man. Nice. We had a nice little Thanksgiving. First Thanksgiving um, as a married I, man, I, as a married couple, <laughs> exactly. And I think I mentioned in a previous episode we were going to keep it low-key just because uh, her father had a, a procedure the day before, and we mm-hmm. weren't sure if he was even going to be you know, at the table, if he's going to be in bed on Thanksgiving. And it was just going to be uh, Katie and I and her nephew. So I was like, yeah, hey, we'll keep it low-key. Katie even suggested, like, let's get Marie Callender's takeout or something, and maybe you know Dave will make one or two sides. But uh, Marie Callender's takeout. And- Did you have divorce papers ready when she suggested it? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. But she was just like, "Yeah, you don't need to do the whole spiel yeah. if it's just like the three of us." And I was like, "Yeah, that's." But then my point is, uh, two days before Thanksgiving, it's like, "Nah, screw that. I'm I'm going big." So uh, yeah. Went big, cooked it all my, myself. I had a little help uh, from her nephew. I, I put him on like sous chef duty, mm-hmm. made him do a lot of prep work, chopped a lot of onions and garlic and whatnot. But uh, yeah, man, made a uh, 10 pound turkey, brined it the day before. Uh, we also had a small honey baked ham, went and picked that up. Mm. Oh my God, the honey baked ham. Oh, mm. geez. Yeah. What, yeah, what a delight. <laughs> now, is that, is, that like a, made, is that just like a spiral cut kind of thing? Yeah. Or do you just slice a spiral it off yourself? Yeah. No, they they do the spiral cut for you, and they cook it for you. All you have to do is heat it up, and then you know I mean, those. I don't know. I don't know how they do the spiral yeah, slice, like, but they, they, they do it. Pour like a stripper, like on a pole, and then they just come at it with a blade. <laughs> I don't know what they do. I don't know what they do, but they do it in a fashion where it still kind of stays together for the most part, and then you can just kind of. You don't even need a knife or fork. You can just kind of peel off, you know, each slice. But uh, yeah, man, good stuff. So I did the turkey. Got a honey baked ham. I made broccoli cheese casserole. Yeah. I made hash brown casserole. Mm-hmm. I made uh, southern style smoked green beans. Smoked I did, green uh, beans. Okay, yeah, smoked now. green beans with a. I call them smoked green beans. It just just means there's a ham hock in there. But uh, did I tell you my new technique with the ham hocks? Like with those green beans, for example. Let's say simple math. Really the, love the green your beans pronunciation of green beans. By the way. <laughs> You're throwing it green on the beans. green instead of the bean. You're saying the, in green beans. <laughs> green beans. Yeah. Because there's other types of beans. You know? Yeah, but I was just um, enjoying it. <laughs> but let's say, just for the sake of the example, let's say the green beans need four hours to cook. But if you want to use a ham hock, you really need to let the ham hock simmer for like 
eight hours. So what I did was I simmered my chicken stock and my ham hock. No what, beans. What, 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 part of the, the, what part of the ham is the hock? It's a pig ankle. It's a smoked like pig ankle. Ha- ham hock is way better term for that. Yeah, yeah, ham hock. But anyway, point being is I, I smoked ankle. or not smoked. <laughs> I, uh, Let her wear a I took skirt my pig ankle. Confidence, Dave. I took my pig ankle and 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 put it in some chicken juice, and I uh, I just simmered that for like four hours. Then I threw the beans in, cooked them for another four yeah, hours. Girl. Bingo bongo, nice smoked green beans. Did some baked beans. Did some loaded sweet potatoes, loaded and then of course made uh, homemade uh, homemade uh, homemade. Um, what am I trying to say? Gravy. What's a loaded the, sweet uh, potato? Loaded sweet potato. Oh man, it's the greatest thing in the world. Quick recipe. Here's what you do. Grab you a couple of sweet potatoes. Peel those bastards. Chop them up into little two to three inch cubes. Boil them in water for about 45 minutes until they get really torque, torque fender, fork tender. And, uh, <laughs> torque fender. Shit, man. Dave's going torque deep fender. cuts on this food. I don't even know what those words mean anymore. So, boil, you, boil you up some uh, sweet potatoes. Chop them up. Get them fork tender. Then throw them in. Uh, I, I got the KitchenAid mixer. Throw those in there. Hit them with a little soft butter, maybe mm-hmm. like for like three or four potatoes. Maybe like a whole stick of butter, a uh, little bit of heavy cream or half and half, a little bit of maple syrup, a little bit of cinnamon, a little mm, bit of brown sugar. Yeah, go fuck yourself. It's delicious. Yeah. Oh boy. Rachel was talking yeah. about making savory sweet potatoes. Have you ever hmm. I, like? I was curious, like with like sage and garlic or something. And I, now, I've I, never done that. Now, what I'd try, I it. do put a little salt. I put a little salt. Sometimes I put a little smoke salt in there just to kind of wake everything up, oh, but sure. I don't go, it just brightens it up. You but put no, salt I haven't on thought a piece about of going full. It's great. <laughs> yeah. But I haven't thought about going savory with the garlic and wild. I'm curious. Huh. About we might have, we got a yam. Yeah, I am too. We got a yam just sitting over there in a basket. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll dance with that tonight. Hell yeah, man. But yeah, it was a good uh, good Thanksgiving. But you know what I did, man? I worked. So I started on Wednesday. I cooked about six hours on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I cooked about eight hours on Thursday on Thanksgiving. Damn about God. 14 hours I put into this meal. Yeah. And it was dope. And everybody seemed to enjoy it. Yeah. And then Katie and I both, we, we, we were in separate cars because she was already there and I showed up on Wednesday. Okay. Anyway, we both left her father's house without taking any leftovers. Just well, talk about a brain fart. I really, ooh. I mean, I, I, I had I, some leftovers. I understand the, the heartbreak morning, there. But, yeah, but mm, that's the best part. I have been. In my I'm opinion, just eating off the leftovers. I'm eating off the leftovers still. Well, we we did ours on Friday because I flew Thursday. Okay, but yeah, we just did sides giving because you know I'm off the meats. Although, man, yeah, of all the things I've broken edge for. Like a ham steak or something really should be it. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I, I love a good ham really steak. Really should be, or like just a sp- any kind of like just ham. I I might I might break in Hawaii. I might break edge for like that Kahlua oh. pork or something. Oh, get you some spam and eggs. Something, mm. man. I, well, I'm not gonna break edge for spam. <laughs> like give me give <laughs> me ham. I'm not gonna I like. <laughs> Although I, I was in well, that was, I was in Chicago, and I almost like because like Sean Patton was there, Sean Jordan was there, but like, well, let's go out for like hot dogs and stuff. I'm like maybe I got to do that. I'm like I still didn't, mm-hmm. I still didn't. But um, oh really? Good for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a hot dog. You can put 
you can put a fake hot dog in there. It's all the toppings that are the fun part, you know. Mm-hmm. True. Me. There's a hot dog's got a little bit to it, but it's the it's it's all the toppings that make it fun. Yeah. I made one my dish. I made a broccoli salad. I made a, <laughs> this is what I made a summer yeah. broccoli salad. I'm like, oh, we need a vegetable. Because Thanksgiving night I flew in and we're, I just got in and Rachel's like, well, I got green beans, I got salmon. So we just had salmon and green beans. A nice healthy meal for us bodies, nice. for the, the two bodybuilders that live in this house. We had a nice salmon uh-huh. and green beans meal. There you go. Rachel, I, I, if she can hear me, I think she's all right with me saying it because I asked. But she was killing me. She was out, She went out dancing with friends because uh, mm-hmm. she's a, a great and wild dancer. She's a blast on a dance floor. Again, another regret I have of not being at the wedding was she would have just started dancing no matter what the volume <laughs> of the music. But she's not dancing. Oh, she's telling me some guy's like, girl, how'd you get so thick? And she goes, high cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing about that. But then we were making something else. She's like, it's so dry in this house. If I just get butter on my hands, I just rub it in like lotion. I'm like, well, maybe that might add to that high cholesterol <laughs> issue you got going on. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so we were laughing. We were having a good old time, uh, and then Friday we did our sides giving because I'm not eating meat. So what'd you have with the sides? We did stuffing. We did. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, my memory, my memory is going to fucking hell, dude. Um, stuffing, yeah, uh, stuffing gravy roll. She made like from scratch rolls that were great. She made a pump. What'd she, you do well, she with made the gravy? All she made if, all the stuff. If there was no turkey involved, what what was the gravy? What you do? Oh, just, just a little just pack. So you'd, you'd be real, so real, pack. real pack of a pack of mushroom gravy. You'd be disappointed. Okay, and if I like, That's and right. I, I miss, right. I miss like that, like a soupier brown gravy is what I like. Mm-hmm. And this is a yeah. thick, it's a thick mushroom gravy. So I haven't added water. I like, I like it a little bit more. Watery is not a great term to describe what you want in food. <laughs> But I want it to get in there. I want I it to sink mean. into the food I'm pouring it on, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want yeah. I don't want a blanket. I want it, I want it to get in there. But yeah. uh and then I'm like, well, we gotta have another green vegetable. There were, what else was there? I'm losing my mind. Um and then uh I made a bro- I made a like a summer broccoli salad with too much mayonnaise. So I was loving it. Rachel's not touching that, but I'm still eating it. So what goes in the broccoli salad? Broccoli, mayonnaise? Broccoli, like a mayonnaise sauce, like mayonnaise, apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, Ooh, sugar salt kind of thing. And then just bro- like a coleslaw. Yeah, but pretty much, pretty much. And it, but instead it was, it was just broccoli and then it was like um, called for raisins. I did cranberries on account of the holiday and, uh, and sunflower seeds and stuff like that. Okay. Did you saute the broccoli or was it raw? What'd I you do? blanched it. Okay. Never okay. blanched. Rachel talked me through that one, so that was my cooking. That blanching's day. fun. Watched yeah. it turn bright green. Got it out of there. Yeah. Somebody been in there the hot go. tub Maybe too ice long. Ice it down. Yeah. We didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Put it under <laughs> cold water. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was. It well, was. Yeah. It was Did you good. do uh, any potato dishes? No potatoes. We you know we did scalloped potatoes no last potato. year, and they never cooked all the way through. We got like an electric oven. Hmm. I don't trust it, man. Man, I got to send you my hash brown casserole recipe. That would have been good for you guys. Please do, man. It's going to get chilly up here. It's casserole weather every day up here. <laughs> casserole and soup weather. Get fat, put on oh, a jacket, man. nobody will know. That's the kind of weather we're in up here. 
So just the two of you hanging out on uh, Friday for Thanksgiving. Was it just the two of you? Yeah, because I didn't. I was. I got lazy. I didn't want to travel on Wednesday or Friday mm-hmm. dealing with the holidays, so I decided to fly on Thanksgiving. That's smart. Yeah. How was it? It was great. Yeah, I bet. You always hear, like, Thanksgiving Day travel. I don't know. I used to hear that that was a terrible travel day, but I was like, I always assumed the day before the day after might be bad, but the day of. Yeah, no, the day of was great, man. Mm -hmm. It was already at their place that they want to be at. Yeah. So that was good. And then, yeah, I was on the road for that week because we recorded right before I left. And, mm-hmm. that, and it was great. All the shows were fantastic. Had a real good time. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. You sold out uh, Talia Hall twice? Yeah, man. The Chicago hometown shows are always great. They're like, it just, fuck, man. You know, like you go, you go, you do a hometown show and you feel good. You know, it's your mm-hmm. hometown and everything. But I, I still want to do a good job, especially because it's a hometown show. Of course. And we got, you know, we got the folks are there and the friends are there. Oh, really? You want to do good in front of the people that knew you growing up to be like, see, the thing, the crazy thing I tried to do when I was 22 is is still going strong. That's awesome. And I, I, you know, you get, sometimes you get, well, I shouldn't say, I I get a little hung up on seeing people, especially this being Thanksgiving weekend. It's about gratitude. Mm I get a little yeah. hung up on seeing other people that maybe are have gotten farther or gotten bigger, and I get I I get jealous of that kind of stuff. And it's like, man, why don't you take a minute and look at what you got? Absolutely. And so the fact that those shows happen a couple days before Thanksgiving, like that's more of my Thanksgiving than the holiday is. Is yeah. like the gratitude. I'm gonna get a little corny about it here, but like, wow, here I am back, and I get to see all my friends come out. And I, I and I, I don't, I don't know if they listen to this, but I feel bad that I don't get to see everybody I want to when I'm there. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because you know, after the shows and it's a Monday and Tuesday night, people got to leave, go back to work in the morning. So, but uh, it was it was great. And so Sean Patton was in Madison that weekend, so he came down. So I had, uh, and uh, you know, I made a joke about the lack of diversity, but sometimes just the comedians you want on the show happen to be. Straight white dudes. So if that offended anybody, I don't know. Tough shit. But this is how the lineup worked, and it's the lineup I wanted. I had already seen um, a fellow named Jeffrey Osmus and another fellow named Tim Smith at at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago back in June. Mm-hmm. And so I had them doing a spot. I had Jeffrey on Monday and Tim on Tuesday. And they went nice. up first. Fucking crushed it. Not to go full rogue and like kill or burn, whatever. But just... I'll stand by me. Like, if you're a comic that's like our age, oof, you got to put in even more work because of who's coming yeah. up. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, so good. You reached out to them. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. What a not to you know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know, not to to build you up too much. But what a thrill that must be. To have someone like you reach out and go, hey, you you want to open? Because usually, as as comics know, it's the other way around. It's it's the opener pestering the headliner. Hey, can I do a spot? Can I do a spot? Can I do a spot? But when the headliner reaches out to the opener, that's that's quite a thrill. But some people, but I, I do like to use that show and also plug and be like, listen, oh, weren't those guys great? 
or whoever it might be that's opening. Well, guess mm-hmm. what? They're from here, and you can go see them for five bucks or wherever at Lincoln Lodge or any yeah. of these shows in the city. Yeah. Go see mm-hmm. local comedy. I'll say that again to anybody listening. Take a chance. Go to that weird comedy club or, or comedy night that you see advertised at the bar or something. Whatever. You're out You're out for a night. You got out of the house, even if it sucks. Whatever. You, you tried. And guess what? Maybe it didn't suck. Or maybe the night wasn't good, but then you saw one person that was really funny, and you being there makes them go, shit, I guess I will come back next week and try this again. Like yeah, that kind of, I know I'm, I'm being a little corny about stuff right now, Dave. No. But it's that kind no, of like. Man, I get it. Even like, I remember, you remember the days of doing stand-up where there's like, shit, there, there literally is six people in this whole room right now. But those, <laughs> yeah. but those six people decided to be like, well, we're here. Let's have a good Not time. And then the performers are like, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the thing I'm here. I'm supposed to do here, and who cares if it's six people? They want to enjoy themselves, and yep. it winds up being this weird, intimate, great time that you can have. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that's gonna happen every time, but no. But anyway, so they were on the show. And then I had Sean Patton going up, which it's good. Uh, it's good that you throw the young guys a bone, you know. It's not the young they, kids. They don't need me. They're gonna be fine. <laughs> oh, you mean Sean Patton? Yeah. Sean, yeah. Sean Patton, it, it is uh, it is uh, disgusting that Sean Patton isn't the biggest comedian that's working. Yeah, or not true. Maybe not, but that he's not the one that people name and the one that's selling out multiple nights at theaters. Yeah, he should definitely be a household name. It's a it's a god. He's funny. Yeah, and then I had Sean Jordan who's out with me the whole week, and Sean's. Hilarious, Andy's Andy's like got brand new everything, new kid, new wife, new house, and he's adjusting <laughs> to being a full grown adult, and that's fun to watch. Good him for him because he is always the most positive and the most grateful, mm-hmm. and like really a wonderful dude to be on the road with. Because where I can get cynical, he's never that. He's never cynical. Mm-hmm. He's only appreciative. I had Susanna Lee, who I knew from my Chicago. She wasn't into the Chicago show, but she was opening up. And she's somebody I've known from way back from starting comedy. And she was just happy to be like, it's just nice to do shows. You know, she's she a bartender in Kansas City. Go see her. I don't know the name of the bar. It's like a 503 bar. It's a, I don't know. It's like a pinball arcade bar. Go see her. Tip her well. But then saw the Chicago shows. Then Bobcat. Gold Goldthwaite, who lives uh-huh. in Win uh, like DuPage Winfield area now in oh, Chicago, really? he just hits me up whenever I'm in town, and he's a a tr- like true sweetheart with like experience and stories galore. He's like, oh hey, yeah. you're playing? I'm like, yeah, dude. Would you like to be on the show? He's like, I was just gonna come hang out. So Tuesday night, Sean Jordan who. Bobcat is the is the first guy he saw at a comedy show and got Sean to do like inspired him to do comedy. Sean's wow. up. He's about to introduce him. He's telling the sweet story. Then somebody passes out in the audience. <laughs> so now all of a sudden there's somebody and we're because somebody's like, Oh, we need a doctor. And I'm like, not at a Canaan show. This guy's gonna die. Like so <laughs> 
<laughs> Amazingly enough, there was two doctors that must have been on first dates or something. I don't know how they got to that show. But so they they came out, but they, and the guy was all right. But then it was funny because Sean handled it professionally from the state, wasn't trying to make jokes. Like, let's get it sorted out. But mm-hmm. uh, it, it, but then Bobcat went out. Everybody was, oh, I know, I'm I'm talking a lot right now, Dave. I'm sorry. To That's all right, buddy. That's all right. First off, Sean Patton. Before he's bringing out Sean Jordan, he go. He's telling the audience, he's like, "All right, and this guy, next guy. Listen, he's it's wild that he's dropping in. He's got uh, he's got a very wildly popular podcast. Uh, give it up for Joe Rogan." And you just hear the mix of reactions <laughs> from the audience. And and Jesse's like, "No, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I heard some people, it's Sean's telling me, like, I heard some people cheer, and then I heard a whole other group be like, no, <laughs> upset. <laughs> and then he made some joke, but I was like, Joe can't be in here. You need vax cards to get in this venue, and the venue flashlights on and off. But then, so then Sean Jordan comes up. Sean does great. And Sean Patton's in the back of the room watching. And he's listening mm-hmm. to some guys like, watch him. He's going to. He's going to rogue on us again. Watch him pull a prank. He's going to rogue on us again. And then Sean Jordan goes, Bobcat Goldwaite. And then the guy's like, see, I told you. He's going to rogue on us again. And then Bobcat <laughs> walks out. The guy's like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, man. It was just. That's funny. It was good vibes, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole tour is good vibes. I had fun guest spots. I had fun. That's uh, great, man. Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I saw a dude. I'm going to get his name soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Look, I've had my 8.2 Maui Wowie beers. Do it, buddy. And so now I'm domineering the conversation. But um, Dude, we want to hear what you've been up to. I think it's great. I sent you that picture the other day. I don't know why this kind of stuff really uh, tickles me and makes me happy and proud, but uh, somebody had taken a picture of um, a poster of your Madison show, and right next to it was a poster from a month earlier at the same venue. I guess, what was that, the Barrymore Theater in Madison? Is that where you played? Yeah. What was the name of that spot? Yeah, Yeah. Madison. I just love when this... I love when this stuff happens, but they, it was uh, your poster for the Barrymore show was right next to Drive By Truckers' uh, poster for their Barrymore Theater show, mm-hmm. and uh, I just love that. I love like when you know bands I like, you, you know when when those things intersect, like and play the same venue, and you know maybe share the same marquee sometimes if it's you know the dates are close enough. But I love that kind of shit. So that kind of uh, that, that warmed my heart to see that uh, you and the Truckers play in the same venues. And we're and we're gonna start. We're gonna be doing that starting tomorrow, dude. That's true. Or buddy. As, as That's far true. as this co- podcast is concerned, tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm stoked, buddy. We're going out, going out on the road together. Let me tag along. Gonna set the table, hopefully. And uh, yeah, man, we're gonna have a go. We're gonna have a good run. Like I said, I'm stoked for that Atlanta you, show. It's gonna be a real good time, buddy. 
Oh, <laughs> these beers are getting rough. <laughs> They're just. Oh. You ever chew gum so long it just turns into like mush in your mouth? Man, I can't remember the last time I chewed gum. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I can't imagine that's something that you should log. Mm, this is a pretty good piece of gum. I should journal about it. <laughs> it was gum was such a big part of my life early on. From ages like five to fifteen, gum was a big part of my daily life. How can I get it? What what you know? Bubble versus chewing. Sugar-free, I was all into the Hubba Bubba, the grape, the watermelon. But now, there's a lot of shit like that. When I was a kid, I was like, when I grow up, I'm going to chew a lot of gum, I'm going to drink a lot of chocolate milk, and I'm going to read a lot of Playboy magazine, and I don't do any of that shit. Could care less now. That's what you thought being an adult was. Uh-huh. Like, well, that's what I was going to do in my adulthood. Playboy, just, yeah. just jawing through three pieces of Hubba Bubba and pouring chocolate uh-huh. milk over it. Yeah, I had what it all figured out, man. disgusting image you've just put in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Hey, look at the tits on this one. Let me throw some oh. more. Let me throw some more cocoa glue in my mouth. Yeah. No, I didn't want to get married or own a home. I wanted to drink chocolate milk and chew gum and look at Playboy. And now I could give a shit about all, any of those. I mean, I don't remember what I thought being an adult would be, but what a, what an image. <laughs> <laughs> what an image of success. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'll buy whatever fucking cereal I want, Mom. That was the other thing. Well, I'll fucking get my, I'll get the good stuff. Because we weren't allowed to have, like, the shit. We had to have, like, some somewhat neutral, healthy type cereal. We couldn't just go nuts with all the... The sugary stuff, but I was like, "Oh, really? You wait till I'm eighteen. You wait till I'm eighteen. We had, we had like we a had cereal for dinner. We had a, like an encyclopedia shelf of cereal. <laughs> Not because the kids. My dad was nuts for kids cereal. Really? Like, oh, every time Booberry came back, <laughs> the the man was overjoyed. Mm. Like he doesn't express excitement about much. Mm-hmm. I, I, right now, no joke. One of the only things I can remember him being excited about it's when he because he does the grocery shopping. It's when Booberry comes back in because all the monster cereals are year <laughs> round, but Booberry is like the McRib of cereals. It's like General Mills McRib. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he yeah. he would come back and like Booberry's back. Like all right, dude. Nobody <laughs> asked for it. It's only you. <laughs> Calm down. And then another time that there were, like they had like novelty colored ketchup, and he was putting groceries away. He's like, I got purple ketchup, and we were both put it on like a hot dog, and we we're eating it, and we we're like, I know it tastes like ketchup, but this isn't right. And that was it. That's the last we spoke of it. Oh man! But yeah, the man. That I bet. Funny. I bet there's still blueberries sitting on the shelf now. That dude is about to be. 75 years old in a week, and he's probably got Boo Bear sitting on the shelf. Oh, man. Pat knows what he likes. Pat loves him. He loves that leftover Halloween candy. He is not heartbroken if there's not a lot of kids that year. Loves his sweets. <laughs> if, you can, if you can move those into the breakfast hour. But he still does. Like He still gets up like when like senior citizen hour. So he's eating mm-hmm. Boo Berry at like 5.45 a.m. 
Is that what time he gets up? I don't know. Some. All I know is I was back there. Wet. I, I I sleep on a futon. I sleep like shit, and then I'm always awake to the point that I hear him get up. Uh huh. Which is the that overlap. Also, if I drink four hours of sleep, that's all I'm getting. Yeah. Unless I take charcoal or I've been fucking around with unisoms, but I don't want to get into those too much. Mm-hmm. Charcoal pills. What is that with everybody should get what down is with old people getting up so early? He's retired, right? He doesn't go to work every day. No, he goes he still goes to he still travels. He like is appraises businesses related to airlines. Or like okay. or, or not appraises, but like audits them. Hmm. So he's still, he was just in Russia for three weeks. Really? He travels all over for it. That's cool. And he loves it. He just, he just, he just likes doing it. He doesn't, I mean, they're not rich by any means, but they can retire. He just enjoys it. Mm-hmm. The okay, man likes him, doing though. anything related to airplanes. Good for him. So, yeah. So that's what, uh, but anyway, but yeah, you know, he's like, the early morning guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my care. dad was that way. Even when he was retired, my dad would get up not too early, but I think like six thirty. He'd just get up six thirty and just start his day, you know, with nothing on the calendar. Just hey, let's get up. I think if you knew that your job started at seven or eight, like mm-hmm. you know that stuff gets done during the daylight. We'll we'll never have that. We work nights. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's uh, yeah that that's probably some primal thing back when, you know, you depended on agriculture and all you did was yeah. worry about growing and obtaining food. But yeah, I never thought about that. But how dependent you were on sunlight, sunlight that, that daylight savings time. Put it in the ground already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. It's four. It's four forty right now here in Long Beach, and it's 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 almost dark. Oh, it's dark here it's right crazy. now. It's dark here right now. It's the same really? time. Yeah, it's dark. We're far north. It's Man, t- twilight. Nice. It's twilight. It's like a, it's, it's, a, it's mm-hmm. the horny vampire hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, while you were selling out your hometown two nights in a row, I was kicking it in Vegas, dude. That's we, uh, you were sending me real Kate. fun pictures of just th- that classic oh. cocktail on the armrest, the pool in the background. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Saturday, dude, I spent like four hours down at the pool just kicking it. Just eating gummies, drinking margaritas, <laughs> listening to the Georgia Bulldogs on the radio. Oh, it was great. Oh, you doing uh, you doing radio football. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I love listening to games on the radio. But, uh, yeah, I've never been much of a pool guy, but uh, for whatever reason on this trip, and Katie even mentioned it, she's like, why are you really into the pool lately? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I like the idea, like, because uh, we were only there for three days, but I was like, mm-hmm. let's just spend a whole day with nothing to do. Like, like let's not go out for dinner. I mean, we went out for dinner, but, like, we stayed in our little hotel casino complex. We didn't, yeah. didn't get in the car all day. But, uh, yeah, I was just like, I just want to – and the pool was just absolutely gorgeous. I, we stayed at this place called Resorts World. It's uh, it's a new place. It's only been open a few months, and they have three hotels, and they all share the same, like, casino and pool area. But yeah. it was the Hilton, the Conrad, and the 
Comstock or something. It was these three hotels that for, literally formed like a like a triangle. You know, it was like a three sided complex. So you know, each mm-hmm. hotel on each side, uh, but just this huge, beautiful pool area, and they had like giant Jenga, giant Connect Four, and all kind of cool poolside bars and stuff. So I just went down, spent like four hours uh, Saturday morning, just just. A.M. drunk, A.M. pool drunk. That's I mean, you're on anybody, vacation. Any, you just got married. Any hack, <laughs> any hack can day drink. How about some morning drink? Man, that it was a good time. What good time. now? What what were you starting? What kind of cocktail were you starting a day with? Like a breakfast theme thing? Were you going Bloody Mary? What were you doing? No, I started with uh, just. I was at the pool. I was like, let's just do some silly some silly cocktails and uh i did like some sort of something with rum and fruit punch and i love all those silly like uh tiki drinks basically yeah but uh yeah Yeah. had a couple of those and then i switched over to uh margaritas and then i switched over you know what i've been drinking a lot the last week uh i had a few at thanksgiving moscow mule Okay. Love a good Moscow Mule. Yeah, something about that ginger beer. I've never been a big vodka guy, but uh, man, a little ginger beer, a little fresh lime, a little vodka. Oh boy, I'm all about it. But, yeah. I like your style. I, had a good I like time. Mary. Mary Dave is really just putting his feet. Oh up. man, yeah. Oh yeah, just really uh, the king of leisure over here, and uh, ate like a champ. Had a couple of great meals. Uh, didn't even have to, like I said, didn't even have to leave the complex. We ate at this great were, place called Fuhu. Yeah, you were sending me. I pictures think I sent you a that. pic. Of yeah, that you one. were excited about that. It yeah, I got the special. The special of the day. This fried. Uh, I never even heard of this. Uh, Branzino. It's it's basically kind of like a sea bass. Every time I, had, I see uh, it on fried- a menu, I think it's like the chef's name. Or like Branzino. It sounds like a like a Fonzie yeah. type of guy. <laughs> it, it sounds like the, it, it sounds sound like, like the chef dude. that and he doesn't need a hairnet because he's got so much pomade Ace. in there it's never fallen out. It's me, Tony Branzino. <laughs> Welcome to Tony Branzino. It's like the like that like the ad you see in the hotel when you sit down, and it's the chef and the staff and his wings. Like, welcome oh. to Tony Branzino's. <laughs> Dude, it was an incredible meal. This place called Fuhu, uh, F-U-H-U, Fuhu. We had the fried branzino with charred sweet peppers. And let me give a shout-out, literally the best service I've ever had in my life. I There's no telling how many meals I've had at restaurants. Oh, there's, there's telling. It, <laughs> oh, we, we literally tell. the best service. Like, <laughs> it was insane. The, the guy's name was David. He was an Asian dude. And uh, if, if you're if you're in Vegas, you want to have a great meal. Fuhu, ask for David. Just that perfect uh, level of like he was very informative, like knew the menu frontwards and back, but not annoying. Like that's a fine line there of like, mm-hmm. hey, I want to be helpful, I want to be informative, but I also you know I'm not gonna you know be too pushy or too whatever. And it, it, just the perfect mix of like personality and knowledge and just common sense and just per- great at his job and. Uh, I, I I rarely do this, but I I, I talked to the manager, and I uh, I walked up when we were leaving. I asked the hostess like, "Hey, can I see your manager?" And she's mm-hmm. like, "Sure, he's right over here." And he bring him, and he looked like you know, oh shit, this guy's gonna complain. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Hey, man, for whatever it's worth, my two cents, your guy David." Best service I've ever had in my life, and he was like, "Oh my God, really? We're so we're so happy to hear <laughs> oh, that." But you, you can, he was waiting <laughs> on, yeah, he was waiting on the complaint. Yeah, but I was like, "No, man, just for whatever it's worth." This guy literally, I said, "I've eaten at 
thousands of restaurants. This is literally the best service I've ever had. And he was like, oh, we're so glad to hear that. But yeah, just incredible meal. And then the next night, went to this place called uh, Brezza, uh, B-R-E-Z-Z-A, like an Italian spot right okay. there in the uh, casino hotel. Had beef cheek ravioli. Dude. Okay. Oh, it was insane. Had uh, seafood mezzaloon, some sort of like seafood. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, right. I didn't know this. Nice seafood mezzaloon. A, a, Mezzaloon. It was basically uh, ravioli as well. So I basically got two different versions of ravioli. Both were incredible. And then we topped it off with a 90-day dry-aged ribeye. And, uh, oh, boy, ate like kings all weekend. Oh, and then on the drive home, first in line at White Castle. Dude, White Castle, I know people shit on it. Listen, if you live in a town where you're lucky enough to have a White Castle or a Crystal you know, I understand the fact you might that take this it is for taking granted. more time than Brezzaloons or whatever. <laughs> also, we had White Castle. It was so good, dude. I mean, it's insane how fucking good White Castle is. If you get them fresh, hot off the grill, get the hot fries. Oh boy. I mean, it was. And Katie was like, "We we got there. They didn't open till eleven. We checked out at like ten just to get a head start on the drive home." And I was like, "Hey, let's let's hit uh, White Castle on the way out of town." She's like, "Okay, whatever." We pulled up at like ten forty, and then there was a sign that says, ah, "We now only open at 11. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, do you mind if we just park it for twenty minutes?" <laughs> she, <laughs> oh, she you like went rolled full her concert eyes. ticket like, style on White yeah, Castle? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, she's a, she's a sport. She's you could tell she was annoyed, but she's like, "I know how much this means to you." <laughs> so, I guess so, yeah, uh, they're not just, in L.A. Are they? <laughs> no, no, they're not. I mean, somebody. I think I heard someone say that there's one in the valley. I've I don't know about that, but uh, no, I've I haven't seen any in California. They're always t- they're always twenty four hours, and oh, that's man. so I get them so when good. I'm back when I'm back in Addison. I get them, and they were one of the first places to start putting Beyond Meat or whatever they had in there, whichever they were doing for mm. sliders. Mm-hmm. But I I'm talking like three a.m. Like I'm talking a dog shit yeah. hour, and uh, steamed beef. Oh, get that gray goop on the buns. Oh boy, just steamed beef. A lot of open pores on the staff there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look at it closely. It's listen. Not um, what's your cooking experience? What's your sauna experience? Because <laughs> both of these come into play if you want to work at White Castle. Well, I'm glad oh, man, you had a- three delightful meals. <laughs> 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 Two of them probably well over triple digits. The third one, you probably walked away with a full belly on a two dollars and eighty nine cents. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. How many did we, you, how oh, many did you get? Just, uh, oh, by the way, uh, I bought extra because even though she rolled her eyes at it, I was like, she's gonna want some of this. And sure enough, uh, yeah, she she mm-hmm. scarfed down like three or four yeah, of them. Huge, yeah, I got like a, a got like an eight pack and a, and a fry. That's a, and, uh, that's, yeah, that's she, totally reasonable. Yeah, we, yeah, we split it. Yeah, but yeah, she uh, she wolfed him down. She's like, I now I she's to her credit, she's like, I'm sorry that I was shitty about this. I I understand what you're talking yeah, about. It's a, it's a it's a humid burger. It does it does have oh. the the taste. I understand the taste, but it does seem like it was prepared mm-hmm. in an armpit. Yeah, <laughs> it does seem like somebody like you oh. could you could headlock a frozen one and cook it to how mm-hmm. the restaurant would serve it to. You. <laughs> 
I do. Yeah, I do about five. Oh, I think I do five. Which irks yeah, me. Five's about which my irks minimum. me because my leftover uh, compulsion makes me want to do things in even numbers. But I'll do. I think five's about where I get to with them. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on how I'm feeling that day. Four, five, sometimes six. Gee, we would, you know, that, I, I would like to go there. I'd like to go there and hit double digits one day. I think if I really applied myself, I could pull it off. Yeah, you know, you start training now, we'll get you a Crave case. Mm-hmm. Let's get yeah. you a Crave case and handcuff it to your wrist like it's important <laughs> documents. Speaking of which, dude. Speaking uh, You know how I was so proud of... I don't know if I told you, uh, the final uh, weight loss tally before mm-hmm. the wedding... Uh, I I I was I got down sixty two. I got sixty two pounds down. Hell yeah, dude! For the wedding, wedding was three weeks ago. I've already gained eleven pounds back. <laughs> All right, but, but oops, you I I would say that's acceptable. Post wedding combined with Thanksgiving week. I mean, what was I supposed to do? You yeah, know, dude. What, I, I had, absolutely. I had no chance. Absolutely. You but look yeah, great. To, you look great gotta, in those photos. That suit looked great. You're going to want to fit in that suit again one day. Yeah. Let's not go yeah, moving buttons and letting out the waist. Let's get you back into that suit. Oh, no. Yeah, I got I got to right the ship. I'm gonna, I'm actually going to try to uh, use this tour. As, uh, believe it or not, I know it sounds crazy, but I actually do better sometimes on the road just because I'm just so singularly focused on, on comedy yeah. where I, I don't even really – I mean, obviously, you know, if I'm not trying to diet, that's the second best thing about touring is, you know, traveling different towns and being able to eat at, you know, cool restaurants. But yeah. for the most part, if I'm really trying to, to do well, I, 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 I can do well on the road in terms of diet and exercise, so – I'm going to try to use this run to uh, maybe get back down to uh, wedding weight. I I, sh- I might be able to drop ten pounds I'll, in ten days. Who I'll knows? help you, man. That's a little <clears throat> ambitious. I don't. Other than when we got to Chicago, I don't drink on the road anymore because it's like I can't drink yeah, before I don't the shows. Think. If like I just even a beer, it's like mm, I just I could tell that the like the edge is getting dulled, not palpable mm-hmm. to anybody else but myself. Yeah. And I also don't I know eat. I don't eat before, so I can't eat a big meal. So I usually don't eat. Mm-hmm. And then you throw one or yeah. two beers on it. It's not good. And yeah, as much as it's like, oh yeah, here's party time, and everybody, I want everybody to have a good time and have drinks. Don't be a jerk, but have a good time. I can't do that every night, man. People don't realize yeah, that no. your your night out is our Monday or Tuesday, maybe. Yeah, people so. don't understand that. And we get so many offers and stuff of like, hey, can I buy you dinner before the show? And I appreciate the gesture, but you have to remember, especially on this tour, we're doing a different city every day for 10 days. So uh, downtime is going to be at a premium. Yeah, so. we got uh, and we got a lot of dub- yeah, double show nights, too. Miami has two yeah, shows. I think um, those first three nights, I think, are doubles. Is Orlando two shows? I know Tampa's two shows. I think shows. Orlando. Yeah. Miami, so, Orlando, and Tampa. Yeah. So we got a lot of a lot coming up here. And yeah, so, and, and like, then by I the time the show's over, it's ten thirty or eleven, like oh, am I gonna start mm-hmm. drinking to get drunk? Cause then that's late to start doing yeah. that. And we gotta yeah. drive the next day. So mm-hmm. So I'm I'm good on that. I, I have uh I have a rider, like a super cool rock star. And it's always yeah, it's always the simplest, right? It's always like a veggie plate. I ask for a veggie mm-hmm. plate. That's what I get. I always I like I like them shitty grocery store veggie plates with the ranch dressing and yeah. 
Yeah, baby carrots, some celery, some yeah, broccoli. Yeah, because I'll tear that up beforehand because it's not going to fill me up mm-hmm. and make me get tired. But, it, like, you're driving all day. Mm-hmm. Well, we got a snack when we get to the show. But then, mm-hmm. I'll, then I will fuck up some Taco Bell afterwards, though. <laughs> so... Oh, I did. I did uh, have one request. I, I really only have one food request, you and did, I think yeah. I texted you about that. Uh, but uh, I, you, dude, they got some pescatarian options there. We're gonna. What, I think. We what should, is this place? We owe it to ourselves. Let's share it with the it folks here. Baloo's Cajun cooking. I've gone on record, Kyle, more than one occasion. No hyperbole. It may be my favorite restaurant in the country. It may be the best. Wow. I wonder if in the Baton word Rouge, came Louisiana? from hyperbole. I think I think it did, right? It seems like a, a natural progression. Don't believe the hyperbole. <laughs> a more articulate uh, we're flavor be in, flave might say. <laughs> we're going to be in Lafayette on the 8th of December. We're going to end the tour in New Orleans on the 9th mm-hmm. to get from Lafayette to New Orleans – uh, the quickest route takes you right through Baton Rouge, the home of Baloo's Cajun cooking, dude. It's, it's, I mean, it's insane. I think. It's just like homemade, authentic Cajun cooking. Crawfish etouffee, boudin, smoked boudin, turducken, gumbo, jambalaya, turducken lima is beans, traditional Cajun turnip greens. I don't know if it's traditional, but they have turducken there. <laughs> they're, they're big into the turducken. Traditional. <laughs> Cajun cooking, goulash, <laughs> borscht. <laughs> it is so good, though. Dude. Mustard but yeah, they choli. got a lot of pesky. You get some red snapper, get you some lima beans, some mustard greens. Oh, boy, some red beans and rice. What kind of friend would I be that if place. I didn't get you to this restaurant, Dave? It's so good, dude. It's so good. All right, let's get you there, it's, man. It's, yeah, yeah. That's That's my one... Raise that, raise my hand, and stop the car, and please let's yeah. get out and try this. All right, we'll, we'll so that maybe, maybe big bad breakfast when we're in Birmingham. So, but yeah, and uh, and oh, then not to change the subject, another shout out to mm-hmm. uh, to one of the our, one of our Reddit moderators who was at the show in Iowa City, who I did not get to see unfortunately afterwards, but was friends of the opener on that show, Donnie Townsend. But, right on. Uh, but yeah, that Reddit crew, man, it, 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 it's uh, r- real sweet stuff over there around Thanksgiving. Real sweethearts over there. Because they awesome. were talking, everybody was That's sharing awesome. their own Thanksgiving recipes. That's what you were talking about, restaurants. Mm-hmm. And like they had real, uh, everybody sharing their recipes. I lurk. Everybody knows I lurk. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tina Tina Belcher for president is the uh, okay. is her name on there. And she was at the show. I'm, I'm sad I did not get to meet her. But thanks for doing the stuff that you do for the for Reddit. And, uh, Absolutely, but old Donnie Townsend was a, was a fun, squirrely weirdo to have on the show. <laughs> I'm constantly flattered that uh, people care enough to even do a Reddit for us or moderate it. You know, yeah, so we've gotten uh, to nothing. Yeah. We've gotten to nothing on this episode, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hey, change of gears real quick. I watched. Uh, I got some some movies real quick, and now these aren't uh, new movies. These are classics that I've revisited, but. Uh, I haven't seen this in years, and it's been on my to-do list. I've, I've saw these movies several times years ago, but it's probably been a decade right. since I've watched The Godfather and Godfather Two. And holy shit! I mean, I know it's an obvious statement, but just a couple of absolutely beautiful it's, movies. I am curious of your 
is there a term like Anglophile or Francophile? Is there something for Italians? Ooh, that's a great question. I don't know. Pregophile or something? <laughs> oh man! I, I know you. But, I just uh, noticed you gravitate towards the guy. I, I mean, they it, it is it is a fascinating story. But yeah, yeah, I've always yeah I've always been interested in that whole subculture. Um, but yeah, I mean, just those both those movies are just and I. I, I gone on record i'm not a film buff i don't i'm not smart enough to break it down and tell you why it's great but they look beautiful good movies a good movie uh i noticed this though speaking of which uh you know the italians big obviously big fan of sopranos and i had known this but i I had forgotten that uh what's his name dominic chianese who plays uncle june in the sopranos he's in godfather 2 he plays johnny ola and uh i didn't realize this He's 42 years old. The mm. actor Dominique Chianese. He was he, all right. He was born in 1931. Right. Godfather was released, or Godfather Two was released in 74. So I always do this math whenever I'm trying to think about that stuff with movies. I always just deduct one year. Yeah. If a movie came out in 74, I just assume that it was yeah. shot in 73. A couple couple years before, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Big movies, maybe two years before. Sometimes even three. But just you know, simple math. Let's just say it was one year. Let's say it was shot in 73. Uh, Dominique Chianese. He would have been 42. And if you go back and watch, he looks like he's 70. <laughs> like he looks almost as old as he did in Sopranos. But just to think that Dominique uh, Chianese was two years younger than, I, than we are now when he shot Godfather 2. If you go back and get a visual uh, reference there, you will, you will appreciate uh, how bizarre that seems. Because he, poor fella, looks a lot older than 42. <laughs> Yeah, I do not need to fix it. And uh, and also, they probably didn't have the makeup Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that they were doing nowadays. Yeah, probably so. So when was the original Godfather? When did that come out? uh, 72, I think. I think the first one was in 72. The second was in 74. Man, they're both just... They're just so beautiful. And uh, I don't know which one I like more. I I like them both. And uh, maybe, I don't know if I had to pick, maybe the second one, because I like the whole... They do the flashback scenes of uh, Don Corleone, uh, Brando's mm-hmm. character, when he was a young man, and De Niro plays that, obviously, and they do these flashbacks of him being, uh, when he mm-hmm. first comes over to uh, America, Ellis Island, all that stuff, and, and how he kind of gets started there yeah. and uh, the mafia. But, man, oh, great movies. I also watched Pulp Fiction. Hadn't seen that in a while. And uh, <laughs> I, I thought this was interesting. You're really opening uh, never people's noticed. eyes here with these movie picks, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, some kind of you know outside the box, obscure ones here. Um, but I never really noticed, paid attention to this. But you know how Pulp Fiction, like, there's basically three different stories and the timeline, the narrative kind of jumps around. Uh, but I guess I never noticed it because of that, because the narrative kind of jumps around, the timeline jumps around. But if you think about Bruce Willis's character in that movie, in the span of about twelve hours. If you if you really just look at his story arc there, in a span of about 12 hours, he kills a boxer in the ring. You know, he's supposed to take a dive in this boxing yeah. match, uh, but changes his mind and beats now, the shit out of his opponent fiction, so much. We've all seen Pulp Fiction, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Everyone but just listening think about, to this has seen Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> but, in the, but I never noticed, in the span of 12 hours, he kills a boxer, he kills Travolta's character, uh, yeah. he almost... 
He almost blew Ving Reem's head off. He kills the gimp when he punches him when he's all chained up and breaks his neck. He watches Ving Rhames get raped. He kills Maynard with a sword. Then he watches Ving Rhames shoot Zed. So in the, in the span of four hours, he kills four people and almost kills another and then watches another one get killed. Like, what a, what a crazy 12 hours for... Uh, I don't even remember Bruce Willis's character's name. But... Uh, Could you just do movie I, reviews? <laughs> My point Pulp is, fiction. because Bruce of the way Willis the movie- has a wild day. <laughs> Bruce Willis' schedule gets thrown off by unexpected events. <laughs> but it's crazy. If, if it was just that story, Bruce if it was Willis just his plans story, go it would be a great movie. This wild ride. <laughs> Jesus. But like... The poor guy. The poor guy has to kill a bunch of different people, and he, that he had no. He none of this was planned. Dave's review of Die Hard like is, is, is Bruce Willis attends a Christmas party that doesn't go as planned. Isn't that crazy? Jesus Christ! What is his shoes? <laughs> what what other movies you want? to... <laughs> Oh, my point is or I never go. noticed Tom because... Hanks has a list of accomplishments. <laughs> you know, he met the president. I missed that the first time. <laughs> shri- oh, man. A shrimp fisherman has a storied backlog. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just, it really, I never thought about how crazy Bruce Willis's evening was. Because they keep jumping what around. What else did you see for I the first time this purpose. week? A sunset or a nice tree? What's going seen, on? <laughs> you ever seen Jurassic Park? Those are real dinosaurs. <laughs> a, a theme park advance, uh, investor gets more than he bargained for. Oh man, but yeah, crazy, crazy day for old Bruce Willis there. Poor yeah, guy. yeah, real rough what was one. His character, real, name? real unscheduled. I got his name. Series of yeah, events. but my point is, it'd be different. Like that would be a, an interesting movie if his character was supposed to kill people. Like if he was an assassin, like he's played in other movies. But just all the all this unscheduled violence. It's it, when I'm, you string it all together, it's a hell of a day. I want you to recut. Just have, you can do take Pulp Fiction now, but also edit in just a character that has nothing to do that just been like in the circumference of the of the action of somebody's like, oh man, that guy just ran through a red light and hit that guy. Anyway, I bet I bet I bet I, I should go to this restaurant on a first date. Look at these people winning a dance contest. Good for them. Like just. Someone with the most boring life who is still a part of all the storylines, but not involved in them whatsoever. Just a non-playable character like a, that is just like in in every vignette of like, I saw a lot of wild stuff today. Like, uh, do you ever see Zelig with Woody Allen? No. It was... 
It was done. It was done documentary style, but it, basically the premise is just this Zelig character. He's kind of of a shapeshifter, but he he kind of Forrest Gumps his way through life. What? Like he just keeps showing up in all these historical. How are you coming moments. up with a weirdo Woody Allen reference? But you're, the whole mm-hmm. start of this was like, man, The Godfather's a pretty good movie, and now you're like, you ever see Zelig with range. Woody Allen? No, <laughs> what is this coming from? You got you got, got range, deep baby. cuts, Dave, and you're sitting mm-hmm. telling me that you just remembered Pulp Fiction was a good movie. What gave it away? The Academy <laughs> Awards they gave it. But you I didn't say Zell- that. I didn't say I knew it was a good movie. <laughs> I just didn't know how crazy Bruce Willis's evening was. All that happens in about twelve hours. Poor fella. It all didn't plan happens on killing in twelve anyone. hours. To everybody. Yeah. It's the person who lives across the street like, man, that car just ran up on the yard over there, and there seems to be a lot of commotion in that house. (laughs) Ah, shit, I shot Marvin in the face. (laughs) Poor Marvin. Oh, man. But yeah, pretty good movie. Check it out, guys. Pulp Fiction. (laughs) If you haven't yet. Dave's obvious movie picks. Next week, (laughs) E.T. and Apocalypse Now. Oh my god. Dave, Dave reviews all Academy Award best pictures <laughs> decades after the fact. Oh man. That's funny. Oh, I'm just I'm goofing. I'm having a good time, buddy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Well, oh, what do you say, man? We, I mean, we're going to have some episodes coming from the road. Yeah. Yeah, we we should probably uh, save up for all that quality content. I mean, we pulled this one out of our line. ass, and it was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm li- yeah. legit. I've only had like a beer, like two beers. Two oh, eight, yeah? eight point six. Yeah, Oosh. those are robust. Yeah, they. You can't. I'll try and like just put the end of one down real quick. It's it is mm-hmm. drinking cold gravy. <laughs> a rough one. Oh boy! All right, buddy. Well, well, all right, buddy. I, I, I'm sorry that you missed out on leftovers, but I'm sure you made up for it uh, more than made up for it with stuff you cooked in the home. Yeah, that's true. There's always next year. There is always next. There's always Christmas, Dave. I'm already I'm already mentally preparing myself for Christmas. I think I'm going to do the uh, the smoked prime rib again. God damn! Did that last year? It was a big hit. Damn. So uh, I'm not doing well with holding on to this edge, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right, buddy. Next time I see you, we'll be in Miami. I will see you. <clears throat> so by, technically, this is Yeah, Sunday as this evening. comes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you want to plug the shows? Any tickets available in any of the shows? I know several are sold out. Let's see what I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to uh, the ticket counts from. Mm-hmm. Give me. Oh, I, I did get. Here's. Here's. I'm gonna ask the fans to log on to Reddit for this one. I hate saying fans. I really don't like that word for people. Like, thank you for liking what we do, but fans seems like mm-hmm. it's like you put a separation between you and the people. It's like, oh yeah, shit! I'm doing a thing it. that it's... you like. I'm glad you like it, but it seems like. I, I, feels weird yeah um, but it's not like you're an open micer. i used that used to annoy me 
like open mic, he'd be like, "Oh, my fans! Like who? Your mom? You don't have any fucking fans? What are you doing? <laughs> you made don't a sell merch and, at you open mic. You made a mic. t-shirt in one size that fits your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That's what you did. Yeah, I got asked to do uh, this thing called Ship Rocked. Oh yeah, you're telling me about that. Did, was I talking did you to you agree about to it? it? I haven't. Yeah, yet. we talked about that off the air. That that sounds like a decent time, man. I don't. All right, I would do comedy on a cruise. Already a cruise. Mm-hmm. Isn't it what started this whole pandemic were cruises? <laughs> but uh, this one oh, requi- it requires proof of vaccination. But something tells me, something tells me that the Seven Dust fans might be coming up with fake <laughs> cards. Some, something tells me the POD fans believe in their immune system and Jesus enough to not get the vaccine. You know, I got offered to be a tour manager for Seven Dust for a, a tour, and I had to turn it down. You had to? Yeah, it was just I was busy. I had other stuff going on. But, yeah, I was back in my tour manager days. I was busy learning how to, to go cook out with nine the, different steaks at once. Sorry, <laughs> Seven Dust. I was going to go out with Seven Dust and Nothing Faced. Is Seven Dust good? Be a fun run. I don't, I don't know him. I, that's the name I recognize. That's why I brought it up. But I can't remember the. If songs. you're into that for that genre, they're very good because uh, the main guy can sing like a son of a bitch. Yeah, got a um, Lejean Witherspoon, black front man, just beautiful angelic voice, which you don't find much in like the metal genre. Uh, I mean, he still he can growl and scream when he needs to, but he's definitely got like beautiful singing voice and uh just that typical new metal crunch you know if you just like that heavy guitar crunch and it is like a version of racism when like like not in a negative way but when like you're happy to see a black person in a place that you don't expect to like i like seeing black people absolutely like thank god man diversify this shit um Mm -hmm. but yeah like seven dust living colors sepultura you know like yeah cool man yeah this isn't just Mm -hmm. you know hillbillies into it but uh, so Lan- I used to Lan- go see. Sorry, go ahead. I used to go. I used to go see Seven Dust when they were called Crawl Space back in ninety five, ninety six. Before uh, they got signed to a major label, and they had to, there was already some Crawl Space somewhere else, so they changed their name to Seven Dust. But yeah, I used to go see them. Any Atlanta fans back in the nineties will remember the uh, Somber Reptile. I'd go see Crawl Space at the Somber Reptile. Cool, like underage punk metal bar. Okay, downtown Atlanta. <clears throat> well, this cruise, yeah, does, this cruise does have it. it, it the laptop does uh, laptop. The lineup. I'm looking at. <laughs> Come on, Grandpa. I'm looking at my laptop, but I also read the word lineup, and you know, whatever. <laughs> laptop looks pretty good on this uh, festival. Lamb of God's the headliner. I know Lamb of God. Mm. I dig that. Some other band called yeah, I Prevail. I like some of their stuff. Yeah. My, my buddy, uh, Marco, out of, uh, I have no two Marcos. This is a uh, different, he's a, he's a metal guitarist that lives in, which fucking crazy enough, man. He's, I believe, Mexican or I, I, another type of Central American descent. His girlfriend's black. They live in rural Wisconsin. <clears throat> and I was just up there. Doing, I saw them when I was at the in the Madison show, <clears throat> and I I went to high school with his older sister, and he just comes out to shows in Wisconsin. He's a super cool guy, and his <clears throat> lady friend's awesome. We just hang out. But he's like, yeah. I know him. I know Marco. Do you? I do. Uh, long dark hair. Uh, yeah. Got got like metal hair. Yeah. 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 I know Marco. Yeah. Really? Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
I don't know why. I'm not trying to impress you. No, how do you? I don't know why do you, you hung out with them? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did shows. I, I used to feature uh, up there at Madison all the time. And <clears throat> it won't headline me at Comedy on State, but that's another story. But yeah, um, just doing shows up there. But yeah, good dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. he. Uh, his guy's like, yeah, we, because it was it was the night that I, the, like the Rittenhouse thing happened, and then mm-hmm. it was the night we were there. Was when that dude drove through a crowd of people, and I just skipped. Oh, I, I was wondering I, about that. I sk- that was the same night. Well, that was in that was in Milwaukee. We didn't play Milwaukee. We were in Madison. Oh, okay. but I'm like, man, okay. I don't even. I gotta stay in a good mood to do shows. I'm not even gonna look into this. Mm-hmm. It sucks. But then he's like, yeah, we live like they live a half hour outside of Madison. Madison's already a college town in the middle of Wisconsin. Everything else is rural around it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then. <clears throat> He was sitting there telling me, he's like, yeah, you know, every day I leave for work, I got to drive past the guy who's got the house full of flags, and I'm thinking, like, oh, like, Trump flags. He's like, nah, swastikas. I'm like, fucking hell. Really? Someone has that on their house? Yeah. Jeez. And so uh, (laughs) I was like, man, please just be careful. You're good people, and please be Mm -hmm. safe. But he was what he plays in all these metal bands, and so I showed him this lineup. He's actually like, these guys are cool. This band's good. These guys are sweethearts. I toured with these guys. So it made me feel better because I'm like, I do not know how I'm going to do if I if I do get on this because I missed the date to say yes to it. But if anybody out there, any Boogie Monster fans or Metalheads, ship rocked January 22nd to 27th. Going to Galvis, and Galvis Seven Dust going to be there too? Seven Dust and Lamb of God? That's Lamb of God, I prevail. Uh but they also got like they have some like I think hip hop artists and stuff. So it is like, oh, I was like, wait, this is more way more diverse than I expected. Although the past lineups mm-hmm. really appealed to a old like, oh, you had fucking Tesla and Cinderella on the same show. <laughs> and I don't know who any of these people are. But so that yeah. might be the thing. But I, I I don't even know how I got to this. It's all right, buddy. Uh, we were going to talk about the shows that we have coming up. Oh yeah, show yeah yeah. What got any? Uh, <laughs> all right, so tonight any any tickets available? Tonight for this week's we're show? in Miami. Not a big uh, boogie monster base, so there are some tickets for the late show in Miami tonight at Gramps, Orlando. That's why I was looking at my email for ticket counts, and I saw the Shiprock thing. That's how I got lost. Sorry, dude. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Hold on, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find. Here we go. Ticket. All right. Let's see where we're at. Ticket counts as of the twenty second. What are you pouring a little whiskey down? Yeah, a little more. A little more uh, <clears throat> bullet. A little bullet bourbon. A little boule. Mm-hmm. Um, boule. All right. Gramps early shoulder. So Miami late show. There's tickets. Orlando late show. Lots of tickets. Um, <laughs> Crowbar, that's Tampa. Crowbar is always awesome. That's probably going to sell out. Early show sold out. Late show, a couple tickets left. Atlanta, looking strong at Variety Playhouse. Only probably less than 100 tickets left there. Huntsville, looking decent, but tickets left. Birmingham, sold out. Pensacola, nice. Saturn, yeah, Saturn, Saturn looks nice. like it's a Pensacola. I'm not saying don't try. You know, people some, mm-hmm. sometimes the, uh, these numbers have moved on me before. So, 
Pensacola, tickets left. Lafayette, tickets left, but Lafayette shows up strong, so I'd look out. New Orleans, tickets left. So other than the early shows where there's two show night, there are tickets left, but uh, they're looking a little thin, everybody. Me, Get on it. Me and Dave ticket out, alert. out fooling through the Gulf Coast. Man, it's going to be fun, dude. I think it should be. I think it should be, Dave. I think we should enjoy ourselves. I love I love the idea for me personally just going up and doing whatever you want me to do, 20, 25, 30 minutes. I I, I like, you know, I you know, I like to think that I've graduated on to a headliner and I do my own tours, but sometimes it's fun to go out with guys like you and just set the table. Like no pressure. You're not here for me. You're here for Kyle. I'll go up and just rip it or try to rip it for a few minutes and then set the table. Oh man, I'm looking forward the to featuring's it. Featuring's the best time you'll ever have in comedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not you, like I mean in general. Mm-hmm. Obviously yeah. it's great to I, get to a headliner and get the but like featuring is the most fun you'll have. Yeah. Yeah, there's no pressure. It's a sweet spot. You don't have to open. You're not the you don't have the pressure of the headliner. Yeah. It's a, it's a good time. Here's the best 25 minutes I got. Uh-huh. Honestly, yeah, that's... try to smoke me off the stage. I, I, that's all. <laughs> that's what I, I, I want it. Because then that's, like I said, it'll make me better. It'll make me watch and be like, oh, well, fuck, all right. <laughs> now, I do like that. Like, as a headliner, to be able to feature, you can just kind of trim the fat and just do just, you know, just the meat of your headlining set and mm-hmm. just let it rip, see what happens. So yeah. we're going to have fun, man. Well, we had a whole episode full of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff's a strong word. Let me, me shout the shit here. And got to. Did the- I tell you this? Little, little inside baseball here. Uh, I'm flying from Long Beach. I got to take like an eight minute Uber ride. Flying from Long Beach to Miami, 100 bucks. Got a hundred dollar ticket from Long Beach. My Very ticket, excited. my ticket Very wasn't bad either. Travel. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's because you're like a warm place to a warm place is not like a vacation route. So they can't oh, they can't gouge they can't gouge somebody who's from coming from a place that's oh. cold to go to somewhere warm. Because, but like, I never yeah. thought of that. I I just thought it was distance, fuel. But yeah, that you know. That makes sense. I mean, that's my that's my theory. But boy, I got a lot of theories right now. After my after my Maui Wowie beers. <laughs> All right, dog. All right, hell yeah, buddy. Good catching up. I will uh, see you in Miami, and uh, yeah, man, travel safe. We're going. We're going on an adventure. Pack those Hawaiian shirts. We're doing warm weather. We're doing warm weather in December, yeah, buddy. Get them Hawaiian shirts going. Yeah. Yeah. Go, by the way, yeah, good good call doing the southern run in the winter. I like that. Oh, that was that was strategic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Somebody else, I didn't realize, right, some, buddy. somebody else pointed out, like, they don't do, like, they, they stay away from areas during, like, football season. And now I'm like, ooh, i got to be more calculated mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. Which you were, yeah, I yeah was what were you saying? Play. The NBA All Star Game in Atlanta, and I'm like, you're like, better look for hotels. And you told me that a week ago, and I looked, and it was fine. And I looked yesterday, I was like, ah, Dave was right. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, SEC championship game, not not NBA All Star game, but SEC championship oh, okay. game. That's which, I mean. by the by the way, my beloved undefeated twelve and zero Georgia Bulldogs will be playing against Alabama. So uh, I might be late to that Variety Playhouse show. I don't know, but no, no. but uh, yeah, good. that game's on at four. So I'm gonna meet up with Gilbert and some some bros, and uh, you're welcome to join. But yeah, got got to go watch that somewhere at four o'clock. All right, very exciting. Well, Bulldogs, look. dude. We're th- we're th- by the way, we're three victories away from a national title. Three victories away from my Braves and my dogs winning it all in the same year. Well, let's hey, the let's, stars are aligning. That's next Saturday. Let's end this show. Mm-hmm. Go dogs. Go dogs. Hunker down. Roof, roof, roof. The Boogie Monster. Oh, 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 oh,